0: So this whole week uh, and last month kind of when I figured out that I was going to be preaching on uh, today's message, which comes from Galatians. Can you guys hear me? Um, All I could think about was a song, and um, I actually wanted to end with this, but I'm going to start and end with it. Um, This is Psalm 95, verse 6 through 7. Uh, It probably won't be up there, but this is what it says. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. Today, if only you would hear His voice. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. Um, I thank you for each and every one of your people in this place that you've called from their homes. God, you have so much to teach us from um, Paul's letters to the Galatians um, this morning, and we just pray that a part of that, uh, if not all, a part of it, we would hear and will resonate with us, um, that we remember um, Paul's uh, strengthening of the church and his warnings to the church and what it may mean for us today. God, we ask for your presence in this place in your name. Amen. Amen. So in October 2006, um, after a long shift at the fire department, a young man named Matt um, had a really long night just working for the fire department. At the end of the shift, he began to drive home. And as he was going home, he fell asleep and lost control of the car. He crashed into another vehicle and he was knocked up, it was a really serious accident. When he woke up, he says in his own words, he woke to the most god-awful sound he had ever heard, realizing he had crashed into a lady named June Fitzgerald, who was pregnant, and she was in the car with her 19-month-old daughter, Faith. Faith survived the crash, but June and the baby in her stomach did not. According to news reports from the news source called Today, Fitzgerald's husband, who is a full time pastor, asked in court for the man's diminished sentence. So the husband is a pastor, and in court, he stands before the people and he says, Would you please give this man the lowest possible sentence you've given him? He didn't mean it. When asked why, uh, the pastor said, You forgive as you've been forgiven. To this day, the pastor meets with um, the the guy, Matt, regularly and their friendship continues till today. Which other power do you know of as capable of bringing this kind of change? Uh, Today we're talking about a transformational gospel. Um, If you can, brother, put up of our vision um, that we read earlier. There is no other power that we know of today that can bring this kind of change. Uh, Humans go through things, and sometimes we're weak, and we turn to blame. Um, We turn to other things like um, alcohol. Um, We disassociate ourselves from our families, from society. But with God, something else can happen. Um, And this is the transforming gospel that Paul begins to talk about. Who's Paul? Paul is a champion of God that brought transformation through the gospel to his community, um, to his cities, and to us today. So news began to come all across town about this guy named Paul. He calls out the church in Galatia and says, you guys... Are following the right faith, but you're making some mistakes. You're not taking God's word as it is. This is what we learned about last Sunday. Um, please make sure that you stick to what the Word of God says. Uh, and people all across town who were hearing about him saying, "Hey, who who is this Paul?" Um, in in other scripture, if you remember correctly, Paul's name was Saul. So when people were questioning about who he was, part of it was genuinely that they didn't really know him as Paul. Some people knew him as Saul. And then the other more important part um, was that they didn't know him to be a person of God. They didn't know him before to be a person who shared scriptures in the synagogues. So two types of news. There's the good news, and then there's bad news. Which one spreads faster? Bad news. bad news. always spreads fast. In whichever community you go to, you will hear the bad news. Uh, example, uh, Sister Christine graduated from college. Everybody says, woo, good job. Uh, Sister Christine, I heard Sister Christine went to jail because she did something. <laughs> if you go to Robert's Wesleyan College, everybody knows. If you go to St. John Ferry College, everybody knows. But you don't know how people know. When Paul began to preach, people didn't know him, and they only heard about him. So they were spreading news about him. Some were good, and some not so good. So he found himself having to defend um, what he was sharing about. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 11, which is our verse that we're starting off with today. Galatians chapter 1, verse 11. It should be up on the screen. It says this, Um, about the transformational gospel. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Paul, from the very beginning, says it's it's not my message. I want you guys to know, that what I'm sharing in the churches, what I'm sharing in the communities, is not something that I went to school and learned about. It's not something that I met with a pastor in the synagogue um, and they taught me about. No, this is not what I'm sharing with you. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. My name is Paul and I have a message. What is this message? So people began to ask about Paul and his message and He was basically saying this salvation comes by grace through faith Mm -hmm. because what the church was doing um, back then was they would the scriptures would say one thing and they'll say this one works Um, for us let's uh we can change that thing about marriage because a lot of people have multiple wives or something um the bible says you're only supposed to have one but we know this guy, is okay. Let's change what God has to say about this. And people also thought in that society that going to heaven, being saved, meant I had to do things. I have to pray 10 times. I have to make sure that I'm fasting. I have to cover my head with cloth. I have to declare to the city that I am a Christian. I'm fasting. I'm always praying. Paul was saying, you are missing the point. Salvation comes only by grace, and that's through faith. Do you believe in God today? That's what Paul was saying to his people. It's not about me, Paul said. It's about Christ. Paul reveals where his message comes from. He basically wanted the people to know that no man on earth, no man in the synagogue could come up with something so beautiful and true, something that has so much power um, to bring the level of forgiveness that we heard about in the story with Matt and um, Mr. Fitzgerald. No other power can do that. I couldn't have done it. It is only God that causes your life to change. And his message before that were making people kind of nervous and and kind of shaky about what he was trying to do um, was this. uh, You're changing the gospel to fit your needs. And you risk missing out on what is truly beautiful. And Paul says the most beautiful part about this faith um, is grace. Okay. You don't earn your way to heaven. You you don't work um, to have God see you and then says, okay, based on your qualifications, based on what you did, then you get to go to heaven. Paul reveals in this first part um, where his message came from. It's not of me. It's not from someone who taught me, God gave me this message. Another thing that we learned about Paul when people began to ask is that uh, he was someone that persecuted the church. Let's go on to the next verse 13. Um, If it will come up here, it says, for you have heard of my previous life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it, verse 14. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Zealous, uh, another word for it is excited. I was very proud. I was very excited for the traditions of my fathers. Paul says, you knew who I was, what I used to do. um, I used to persecute Christians. I used to find joy in hurting people of God. I used to go and gather um, soldiers to arrest Christians. That's what I did. That was the life before. Paul separates himself from his past to signify a big change. He says, the traditions of my fathers, in, in other transcriptions, uh, the, the way it's written is, uh, I used to do this, but that, that was the old me. And now um, I'm a changed person, I'm a new person. It was Paul's excitement about his father's, his forefathers' traditions that led to his persecution of the Christians. Christians knew who he was, that's Saul. This was the guy that when he would show up to your town, people would go and have church in secret. This was the person that when uh, people heard of his coming, um, they would pretend not to be Christians. This was the person that put so much fear in God's believers that, Um, People would just not share the gospel anymore. Paul's experience and his message, though, as a Christian now, is consistent throughout all his letters to the Galatians. Uh, If you read other um, letters of Paul as well. What I want us to take away from this part of Paul's message today, um, the, the meat of what I want to talk about today, is this. For Paul, he couldn't have been the preacher. He couldn't have been the champion. He couldn't have been uh, the person that Jesus, that God said to do something if he didn't have his past. Mm-hmm. We all have past. Some of you have been hurt, and I'm, I'm talking about real pain, um, from experiences with war, my parents, um, with broken marriages, um, with things that your own families did to you. Um, terrible things that happened with you at work, terrible things in the community, and you felt ashamed, and you feel like you should be hiding everything that happened in your past so that um, you and I can continue living without people knowing what really happened. Paul says, if you forget the past, if you don't recognize what happened to you in the past, then you have no message for God's people. God didn't do anything for you. You cannot be a new person in God if you didn't have a previous life before. And people found this hard to uh, to understand and to reconcile with um, this idea that Paul, the main persecutor of Christians, the person people feared, is now the person who's standing and bringing more believers. He's causing people in Jesus' name to be baptized into the faith. Amen? Verse 15. But when God who set me apart from my mother's womb called me by his grace, he was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. My immediate response was not to consult any human being. I did not go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before before I, I was or before me, but I went into Arabia. Later I returned to Damascus, why? That's the immediate question that people know. Why did Paul leave right away? Why didn't he um, go to people who were already famous in the church? Why didn't he go get approval from people the society recognized as God's people? Uh, The first answer is when God met with him on that road, um, he gave him a mission, and that mission was to go and make more disciples. He was to go and share God's word to the Gentiles, to people like you and me. Uh, people who weren't Jews necessarily in all the parts of that region. His mission was to preach the good news. Paul says he was a a sinner before, but God did something about it. God did something about it because of his grace, not because he deserved it. And Paul, he understood that. It is not God, uh, it is God, I'm sorry, it is God who chose me Was this message. God not only chose me, he revealed Jesus to me and asked me to preach. That's what he was saying to the church. And uh, something really important to understand from what was happening here is when God chooses to reveal himself to you, when God calls you to do something, uh, for Paul it was a physical encounter. He was on his way to hurt, to arrest, um, to kill Christians. And the resurrected Christ Jesus after he showed himself to the ladies in the tomb after he showed himself to the disciples, uh, to, the, to the second group of ladies, to the disciples without um, doubting Thomas, to the disciples with Thomas, to the guys going to Emmaus. Um, now, after he's gone up to heaven, he shows up in front of Paul. The resurrected Christ shows up before Paul and says, and Paul says to Jesus, Lord, who, who are you? He, he didn't understand. And Jesus says, it is I, Jesus, the person that you persecuted. For Paul, it was a very physical and um, enlightening moment for him. And he was in awe. If you read the full story, there's more that goes into that. But the the point here is that God chose Paul. And when God chooses you, he doesn't just choose you and change your life. He he doesn't just uh, make you see again for you to see again. There's always a purpose behind it, and that is so that other people can see what he did for you, so that you can glorify God, so that you can bring more people to God. And Paul, right away after that encounter, um, got that when his eyes were open again. He goes into um, the, the different areas in that region. He went into Arabia to preach his good news. The wording here says, but when God, signifying the big break, I used to do this, but when God interceded on my behalf, but when God showed up in my life, this is what I am now. This is who I am now. The question today for you and for me is this, have you had a but when God moment? Has God revealed himself to you? in your life in recent days or in the past? If so, what mission did he give you? Have you shared that experience with someone else? Verse 18. Then after three years of being in Arabia and returning to Damascus, then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get appointed with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I'm writing to you is no lie. What I'm telling you is true. Paul was establishing his whereabouts because people were asking lots of questions about him. Hey, how come you didn't go to uh, the, the elders of the church? How come we didn't see you around um, yet? We hear that you're preaching God's word. Under whose authority um, did you get this message? and why didn't you get permission from the synagogues to preach it in our towns people are asking questions like this is exactly what I did I was in Arabia I was in Damascus three years later um, after preaching in those areas I went to Jerusalem and only saw Cephas and stayed with him for 15 days I saw none of the other apostles only James Jesus's brother Um, what I'm telling you is true it matters Um, if you believe what you preach. And it matters if you have people to back up what you actually say. Uh, The Lord himself appeared to Paul. Uh, There were people who saw Paul go into these different places to preach so that if there was legitimate questions about his preaching, they could go and hear um, from the others and not just from his own testimony. Verse 21 then I went to Syria and Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard the report. And what is this report? This is what the report said. The man who formerly persecuted us Christians is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. They praised God because of me. Paul is speaking here. God calls you and calls me to go into places where we're not always in our comfort zone. When he changes something and when he reveals um, your old self, you've accepted what happened to you in your past. Um, all the pain and the brokenness that may have existed in your past. Um, all the betrayals, all the forgiveness that you've had to do. Um, when you know that that's a thing um, that's valid and you accept your past. When Jesus comes into your life, He says, "Please don't cover all of that up, because you now see Jesus through the eyes of what happened when this break happens." Jesus comes; the old is gone, but not forgotten. Christians say, "Forgive and forget." Paul was saying, "Don't please, whatever you do, don't forget your former life, because it helps you bring people to God, because it helps you make a case on behalf of God." Um, our uh, former pastor Joanne, when she counseled me in the past, on our way back from a uh, youth group at Noiwabia church, um, their old church, um, she was driving me home. She said, people can always doubt what you say about what's written in scripture. People, You, you can read and recite scriptures to people and they'll say, oh, I don't believe it. Um, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Oh, I don't believe it. Jesus is the son of God. Oh, I don't believe it. But when you share how God's word and your experience with God um, has impacted you, no one can take that away from you. No one can doubt that. Um, I still keep that lesson with me today. And this is in line exactly with what Paul is saying. Please, 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 whatever you do, don't forget your past. Don't try to hide it. Make sure that you're repenting but understand the most important thing is that you don't earn your way into god's love you don't earn your way into christianity you don't earn your way to heaven what happens is god sees you and he calls you he chooses you from your mother's womb paul says even before he was born god knew him and he was anointed was chosen is another word he was selected by god to say you paul are the person who's going to be bringing the gospel to all these other people, not just the Jewish people. Today you and I are Gentiles, champions of Paul, trying to spread the same message um, that uh, the, the, the life of Jesus, Jesus was born, Jesus lived on earth, um, he preached his message, he, um, he was crucified, on the third day he rose again, and he's coming back. And when he comes back, Um, when he comes back he chooses who will enter the kingdom of heaven not because you earned it it says behold my father is in heaven making a room for you whatever you do whatever you've done in the past God forgives you God sees you will you choose today to accept this message from Paul Um, and the church because it was Paul the church didn't really hear that for a very long time and because the church didn't really hear that Paul felt like he had to start elsewhere he went into the far communities and he reached so many people and all he could hear um, and all the, the other churches could hear was this message from the churches in written form the person who used to kill us the person who used to put us in prison the person who chased us out from our Sunday gatherings he is now the one standing before you, preaching the good word. So some steps forward um, for what Paul and the disciples would have for us, what God wants for us. Um, He wants us to know that the pain of the past is okay. It is okay. No one is perfect except Jesus himself. said, in this world you will have trouble. Christians and other non-believers believe that once you um, convert to Christianity, once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, everything painful will go away. Um, I'll share with some people in a recent activity that we did about the past. The question was, what what was the most painful um, part of your life? What was something that was so painful in your life and how did you overcome it? I shared about how um, not too long ago when I was in grad school, my grandparents passed away. Um, this was particularly hard for me because my my biological uh, grandfather on my father's side, I never got to meet him. And growing up, all, all I ever wanted, I knew my dad, I knew my mom, I knew my mom's grandmother, uh, mother, and eventually I met her dad, uh, my other grandpa, but I wanted to meet all of my grandparents. And I was never afforded the chance because he passed away when, when I was very young. The, the person who um, married my grandmother on my dad's side was a great guy. Um, when I was growing up, he I, I remember having the best memories with him. And um, what happened when I was in grad school was that my, my grandmother, his, his wife passed away. And like a week later, he passed away too. And uh, I was trying to go through the same motions of of every day, write my papers, go to class, um, talk to my friends as if nothing happened. But that was so painful. I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like, um, why, why would God take two of the most important people in the same weeks from me? Christians all over the world ask the same questions. Why would God take my husband away from me and leave me with my children? Why would God take my wife? I felt I felt like I had nothing to stand on even though that wasn't true. Um, there's also, it says the word of God is foundation and if you stand on it, nothing can shake shaken from you. I found that God's word What it says about me, what it says about my family, that we have a Father in heaven. That was my strength that got me going. And Paul says, like what happened to uh, Miss Fitzgerald and Matt in the pastor, he says, No one else can bring you back from that and cause you to bring such big change into the world but God Himself. Amen? Let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much for. Uh, your word and for teaching us through your calling for Paul. We pray that you speak to us um, as we leave this place, God, uh, more deeply by spending um, our time on what the rest of Paul's messages to the Galatian church. Um, Help us to remember that it's not about what we do that earns us a place in your love, in your heart. It's about your grace. You've always seen us, God, and you call us to be fearless Christians. You call us not to cover up our sins. You call us not to um, be ashamed. Um, you cause forgiveness to lead us into life of championship. You cause change in our families. You cause change in our communities, in our city, in our world, God. We pray um, that you would raise up the children downstairs. We pray that you raise up the teenagers to be. Like Paul, to be like Paul and remember where they came from so that they can preach your word from, from the, the things that you've done for them, God. We we'll pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.